welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 214. Hello, hello, hello. I've missed you all. It's been one day of no episode. And I'm happy to be back. This is, you know, my therapy, and I'm here to share my thoughts. I just came from, not just, it's been a few days, from a trip. I went to the Colombia. I went to Colombia, Cartagena. And um, I went through like a myriad of feelings on this trip. And I, I can't even, I mean, let me walk you guys through it. I'm, I'm going to try to make it as brief as I can. <laughs> but you guys already know the way I speak. It's not brief. But okay, so the trip was um, for a friend of mine who is celebrating her birthday. And it also was celebration. It wasn't also, but like the timing also just worked out because her boyfriend proposed to her. And so now we have fiancés on the agenda. Um, Anyway, so prior to the trip actually happening, there was a spreadsheet. And on the spreadsheet, you'll see who are the people attending, their flight information, including mine, right? So you input that information and you see in live time when people make their deposits to whatever task, whatever activity, etc. And so I remember looking at the spreadsheet and looking at the list of people invited and some of the names I'm not familiar with because these are um, like her friends. I mean, some of them I, I'm, I am cool with and f- yeah, I'm cool with, but um, you know, this is her group of friends and I'm one of them. And so some of these people I am either not familiar with or just haven't met yet. And so some of them, a few of them I've already met and we like met a couple of times and hung out a few times, et cetera. Anyway, so the few who I am not familiar with, I took time <laughs> to Instagram them and see, okay, who's this person getting yeah. And so from my Instagram search, I noticed the first few names were of folks who were either married to each other or yeah, actually, or there was there's another couple who I already knew was a married couple or is a married couple, and another group of well, two other people who I figured were married because they had the same last name, and two other people who I didn't realize they were together or whatever they weren't married anyway. But so come to find out. The the few like uncoupled people on the trip, not even say, uh, let me also define that too, because it's not just couple in the sense of romance, right? Like it's not, it's not just coupled, oh, this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend, this is my fiance, this is my husband, etc. No, it's also people who are going on this trip with their plus one, whether that's a friend or a family member with them on this trip. And everyone basically had a plus one. (laughs) Now, again, granted, 
um, just two people, two people on the trip didn't have a plus one per se. Um, one male, one female. Those are the only two people on the trip who did not come with a plus one. Okay, so quote unquote singles, but not singles. And I mean, I don't know their personal romantic business like that, but single in a sense, they came on this trip single, you know, without their plus one. So that's me included. So we have just like two other people who was on the same agenda of coming on not agenda, but like they didn't have this plan of having their plus one with them. But in my head, I'm thinking like, when the fuck did this turn into a couple's trip? (laughs) I guess in my understanding, I mean, from what I can remember in prior conversation with the birthday girl, she did mention, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so will be coming, so-and-so will be coming and making it known that some of these are couples so that was fine but I just I guess in my mind I didn't realize how many couples were coming like oh my gosh and look I know that I come on here or I just go about my days and activities and tasks in my life pretty much alone like I I do what I care to do alone, not to say that I don't want to do it with someone, you know, whether friends, you know, coworkers or whomever, but for the most part, yeah, I do do activities alone because I just feel like it's just easier that way. I don't have to follow someone else's schedule or agenda or you know oh you don't you're not interested in this oh but I like I don't have to deal with that and like sometimes I'm just very like impulsive and so unless I have someone who's just as impulsive as me and ready to just be on the move and always down then that's cool but I just don't even like to feel like I'm bothering so I don't know the way my mind works when it comes to stuff like that I just feel like oh it's just easier to just go ahead and do this alone there's this activity that I'm interested in doing I just I remember driving along some street here in downtown in Houston and the name this of this store sounded interesting. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So whenever I'm intrigued about something in the moment, I have to just put it in my phone because I will I will forget in a moment. So I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead. Even though I'm driving, let me just go ahead and write this down so I will remember to check it out once I'm free. So when I was free, finally, after writing it down on my phone while driving, I don't recommend, but you know, all is well, thank God. Anyways, I looked it up and it was this basically just like this artsy fartsy um, store in which you can take painting classes, handwriting classes. Like if you want to learn how to um, just know how to write in a particular signature or a particular font, the class will teach you how to do so. Um, there's like different like art classes involved at this store. And so, like, the website was very inviting and very engaging. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this looks so cool and interesting. And this is something I would definitely do. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I'll just go ahead and sign up and just, like, go to this class by myself. I'm just going to do it. I haven't done it yet because I just found out about it right before my trip. So, eventually, I'll do it in the coming weeks. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'll, I'll just go ahead and do it. And it's not, 
of like I don't immediately like my mind doesn't immediately go to oh I could do this with my friend <laughs> right I could I could hit up one of my homegirls or I could hit up one of my cool co-workers and we'll do this together in my mind I just do it like I just like I just do it you know Anyway, so I say all that to say, as much as I do enjoy my own company, it does feel, what's the word? Como se dice weird, <laughs> right? I do feel a little uncomfortable and uneasy when I'm the only quote unquote single in the company of six fucking couples. Six couples. And it's not even on some hater ass shit. Though. Like it's not on like, oh man, fuck that. I can't wait till they break up. <laughs> I promise you that's not my mindset. It's just the fact that why the fuck am I here? Like I just, <laughs> I'm in the presence of one couple, two couple, three couple, four fucking couples. And I'm over here eating my salad. Like <laughs> there was a funny point at the trip or during the trip when one of the other uncoupled, I'm going to specifically say uncoupled, um, uncoupled people there, one of three, so the female one, she she kept on asking these like romance questions like or like love story questions asking some of the couples like, oh, when was your first kiss? Could you describe the first date you had with so-and-so and just go, and I'm just like sitting here trying to look like I'm engaged, but really I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just, <laughs> what? I never, yo, I don't know. Something must, something must be wrong. Maybe I'm not the normal female, the normal woman, because some of the things that some women get so, excited about I just don't have that same care in the world especially about you you know like especially like I I genuinely don't care about when you and your boyfriend had your first date and the first I don't care like I don't care to go back in time and ask you questions about that. Now, if you feel free to share with me, sure. Or like, say if we're, if we've been friends during that moment in time when you went on that date with your now husband or your now boyfriend and you experienced all these emotions and I was your friend during that time and you confided in me and you was vulnerable with me and shared with me okay cool that's different right but like if I had no direct relation to you and the first date you had with your boyfriend I'm not asking you I'm not asking you anything like, and this other girl, she kept on asking, like, oh, what was your first, you know, how was the first kiss? Who made the first move? And did you just know? And it was just all these, like, in my mind, I'm thinking these are all such juvenile questions. Like, I, I felt annoyed in the moment. I'm like, ugh, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, I don't care. Can we talk about politics? <laughs> Can we talk about MAGA, Trump, and how he's coming back? Can we talk about that? Fuck. Even though I don't really see it for Trump anymore. I don't think he's going to win. I think his reign, his relevance is dwindling and has dwindled. So I don't really think it's going to go far this time. But anyway, the point is... 
I don't know. It just was a little, it was a little annoying. Um, so yeah, the first night of the trip, the first full day and night of the trip, I literally was the only uncoupled person on the trip. And granted, I do have to give them props because it's not like they were like just having makeout sessions in front of me. Like it wasn't some like seventh grade truth or dare situation. I'm the only girl who didn't have someone to kiss. Um, it just was still, I think it was just a principle for me. Like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just going to be the uncoupled person on, at this dinner table. Um... And that just made me feel kind of like, okay. Like, it just kind of made me feel like a charity case in a way. Because there was a comment one of the couples said to me. She said, oh, Maxine. And mind you, we don't really know each other like that. We've seen each other here and there. I don't really talk to her like that. We're like, we're not friends, per se. We're not enemies, but we're not friends. She doesn't really know my dating life, you know, my personal, you know, any business of mine really so she doesn't know what's going on with me and who I'm dating so she is under the impression that I'm single and I that I am not in a relationship with anybody so that's her impression right so then she tells me at the table she's like oh Maxine um apparently so uh, there's this other friend who happened to be in Columbia at the same time with another group of people and they're at a different house and that friend so at that house apparently there are some single men and so she was telling me she was like oh Maxine you know there are some single guys in the other house you know I think it'll be you know whether you're interested or not I think it'll just be good to have like other single energy with you know so you won't feel like I guess like a loser she was like loser but like just to have other single energy and I'm just thinking like Okay, like, what? Like, I, what do you say to that? Oh, thank you for letting me know. I, like, it just, <laughs> it just felt like this, like charity case of a piece of a piece of mind that she's trying to relay unto me. Hey, girl, I got you. We got this, this other house, and I'm just like totally not interested. It just, it just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like also. There's sometimes this is arrogance. That's what I want to get at. And there's no, no shot to her. Maybe it is. But, like, this is arrogance that couples have, you know, or couples who are in the presence of uncoupled people. And they feel like it's, it's like, within their right or it's cool for them to suggest a potential romantic interest, for that uncoupled person in their presence. And so in that moment, I I think what I was feeling was more so, you really have the gall, like you have the gall to go ahead and think that what you're saying right now, I, I care for, or like I would be interested in that just because I'm uncoupled, you know, unlike you, you know? And I just feel like, what if, like, what if, what if I just wasn't interested, like, just period, period, you know, like, what if I just was just having a good time, just as is, and, like, it doesn't matter having, honestly, what I was looking forward to, just having single females around me, because there's just, I don't know, there's more of a relaxed tone when you're around 
single females or you know females without their their mate with them you know and what I mean by that is sometimes when you have a woman who is with her man there is this um maybe the sense of responsibility or obligation to just make sure that that partner of yours is cared for is is seen and accounted for and so when that partner is not there when that partner is absent there's more of an opportunity to really bind with that woman just on some friend level Anyway, I just thought that was annoying. Like, oh, uh, here, because you're single. Oh, because you're uncoupled. I have a suggestion for you. Here's someone Here's someone who's a good idea for you. <laughs> I'm not interested, you know? So that's one. Um, so that was the one feeling. Um, what else? <sighs> Look, I think sometimes with friend groups, you have this I don't I think sometimes how do I say this without without sounding okay let me just start off by saying I identify as a highly sensitive person let's start there and this is actual diagnosis or case or whatever but something that I I came across on the internet and I realized I relate to it so much and let me just get into the definition for those who may not be familiar and it's also called HSP just in shortened terms Uh, again it stands for highly sensitive person and basically let me see how I can uh, kind of break this down Okay, so signs you might be a highly sensitive person. Extra, so you're extra sensitive to others' emotions. You often feel tired. You take feedback extra hard. You're sensitive to external stimuli. You need alone time. You experience emotions intensely. So all of this is me. All of this is me. And I think sometimes because I do my best to cover it, it's not as obvious as one may has one may think right like I don't necessarily wear my emotions on my sleeve because I've just been conditioned not to like for years like I decided at a at a young age to just tuck that shit in and just figure it out but just because I'm tucking it in doesn't mean I don't feel emotion doesn't mean I don't feel it has intensely and I feel it very intensely anyway So I say this to say to provide a baseline and just the context in which you understand what I'm about to say. So me being a highly sensitive person, I am very acute to maybe the vibe in the room or the energy that you're portraying to me. And I'm instantly, instantly personalizing it. Meaning, if I notice you didn't say good morning to me, if I notice you didn't address me and you address everyone else, I'm going to think that you don't like me anymore, you're not my friend anymore, you know, everything is wrong, I did something, or you you must be mad at me, you don't want to be, like, I'm going down this spiral road of anxiety, of fear, of concern, all these things. Um, anyway, so I noticed though, there are some people who have a hard time treating all their friends equally. 
And what I mean by that is sometimes when you have a large group of friends, you, of course, you naturally have your particular dynamic with some, with everyone, right? You know, the way you may be friends with, with Paul, you may have a different vibe with Nancy. And that's totally fine. You accommodate to your friends, to people, because we're all different. But when I say equally, though, at the very least, you're equally showing each friend the same genuine energy as you would Sarah and Nate. You know, you're equally showing each friend your care and love and interest in them and the friendship that you have developed with that person. And I feel like on this trip, and also historically with this friend, she has not mastered that with me. And I, during this trip, definitely personalize it so there was moments during this trip I was like I feel like this friend is not being a friend to me or is not really showing me that she cares for my presence here and of course there were times when oh we're about to get ready or you know we're you know we're about to get picked up by the car and they're checking that friend is checking in on me to make sure I'm coming or hey we're gonna meet up at 8 30 you know make sure you're downstairs by 8 30 she'll do those like obvious check-ins but as far as like the genuine moments just like on how do I okay so like say so you're out and about with your friends and it's a multiple friends you're you know you're cracking jokes with this friend you're showing you're taking a picture with the other friend and then there's me in that same friend group and you're not showing me any of that energy right you may have told me to be ready by 8 30 and to come downstairs by 8 35 but as far as us enjoying the activity and the task or you know the adventure that we're on the way that you're treating me or not treating me in comparison to other friends in that same group is totally different and that's what I don't like about like friend groups sometimes or large friend groups because sometimes you get just funny energy from that friend and then me being a highly sensitive person I'm personalizing it and I'm realizing like okay are we really friends is this a real friendship like how come you haven't like pulled out your phone and took taking an Instagram picture with me like you did with your other friend or how come you haven't checked or like just have like cute sidebar conversation like you did with your other friend to me like how come during this whole adventure that we've taken together you know on this activity on this tour at this bar you have yet to be like hey Maxine how you doing or like how you like your drink is it good how you having a good time like none of that was given or shown like barely any eye contact (laughs) when I tell you it's just some weird ass shit yet one-on-one with this person I mean it's good it's fine you know good enough for her to invite me onto this trip but as far as when it's a large friend group it's like I'm in the abyss (laughs) and so every time I felt that way I'm like 
hurt. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it? So I feel like my energy wasn't as great as it would have been um, just internally. I, I wouldn't say I was treating anyone differently. I was doing my... And what I noticed in that moment, though, you know, as much as I would enjoy connecting with this friend, you know, as much as it seems like she's enjoying it with other people, instead of me... I, I guess solely yearning for that with that friend I'm just okay well let me just put my energy into the other people in the group and that thankfully worked to my favor because um there was a few other people on the, in the group who I vibed with who I connected with like a, there was a couple of um there was another woman on the group who in the group who I really vibe with she's really cool and even though she was in the couple right it was never like this I don't know. It, it, it wasn't like, again, you know, there are some couples who just can't stop being PDA. It, she wasn't like that with her couple. And that was cool. And I appreciate that. She was still like a girl's girl. And like, we got along well. So thankfully, our energies, you know, just just match and a few of the other girls, too. So that was cool. But it just kind of sucked when I noticed, excuse me, or when I observed my friend, you know, the sole reason why I'm on this trip, acting like my presence, in a sense, doesn't really matter. Like, you know, aside from the the obligatory check-ins. And again, what I mean by that is the, hey, Maxine, we're getting ready. Um, make sure you're downstairs by 830 type. It's, you know, aside from those, I felt like she could have cared less. <laughs> about me I'm dead ass and I think about historically with our friendship this is a pattern this is a pattern and there was one time when I went out with her this was like a couple years ago and I felt so uncomfortable because I noticed her giving more energy towards the other groups of friends in the group that we were with and I'm over here stuck talking to this guy <laughs> who was the the boyfriend of one of the girls. And I'm over here stuck talking to this nigga <laughs> just on some like, hey, how's your drink? You know, just like making a light conversation. And I wouldn't have needed to do that had my friend, the glue here, invited me into the group conversation that she was having with the other groups, uh, with the other girls. And had my friend the glue here made me feel a part of the group instead of excluding me it was just this weird thing and I remember that time we was at the bar and I was so taken aback because that was my first time experiencing her treating like it was our first outing in that setting and so I was taken so aback by that that I cut my my time short with her. I was like, okay, well, because the plan was to bar hop. And mind you, this was like in 2018, 2019. And the, the plan was to bar hop. And um, we was at the first bar. And that's when I noticed her energy was like acting mad weird, mad different. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is not what I signed up for. Like, I didn't, why would you invite me just to not give me any energy? <laughs> just to not really talk to me and you only talk to your other friends like or just to talk to me for a little bit until the other friends came in and you only spoke to them for the rest of the night like 
what the fuck? Like, yo, when I tell y'all I was so tight, so I got up. I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm, I'm good. I'm not gonna. No, I gotta go. I, yo, when I tell you I had an attitude, I had a fucking attitude. I mean, I didn't call anyone a bitch or anything, but I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. I'm not. No, I can't. I can't bar hop anymore. I gotta go. Well, are you okay? I'm fine. I gotta go. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like that's how I reacted. And so. The following morning, she decided to text. She she texted me and was like, "Oh, I I noticed you left abruptly, and you know, is everything okay?" And I'm like, "You know, I I felt like you were excluding me during our our time, you know, that night, and that just made me feel left out and hurt." Um, and so she apologized, and that was that. But <sighs> I didn't know how to read that moment because I remember I remember in that moment like when she, the fact that she reached out to me first and the fact that I guess her her text message the way that she worded everything made me feel like okay it seemed like she cared it seemed like you know maybe she just didn't realize maybe she just she got so caught up and she also explained how she was catching up with those girls they haven't seen each other in a while and she just got she was trying to explain herself basically she just got caught up in conversation just didn't realize that she wasn't um including me and me wanting to see the good in people I, I accepted that. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Let me just be understanding. I appreciate that she reached out to me first. That means she noticed, you know, she cared enough to even reach out. So that's good, right? That's good. Like in my head, I'm justifying it. And, you know, that could have all very well been true. But I also look at it like, that's no excuse though like so what (laughs) right like so what you haven't seen those three other girls in a long time and you want to catch up with them I was still there (laughs) what hello is the mic on I was still fucking there (laughs) no but that ass though I was still there and yet you could have still found a way to when I tell you I remember the conversation I've overheard a conversation that she had with them at the bar when I was sitting on her left and she was talking to the girls on the right and only talking to them she could have she was talking about some renovations that she had in her house and she was showing them pictures and everything like really diving into it I'm sitting right next to you dog like you could have turned around oh Maxine I was just telling them about the new tiles I got for my floors like she could have invited me into that conversation regardless of you trying to catch up with those girls you could have still find ways to invite me in like what so and again at that time I'm taking it as you know maybe she just got for clump you know for clumped <laughs> or I, I just don't want to I don't like to beef with, I really don't. Like, I really, like, if you're going to give me an apology, if you're going to explain yourself to me, I'm going to take it and I'm going to just, like, let it be sincere and move on. And in hopes that this won't happen again. But yeah, it's happened again, right? Like, this this, this recent trip um, confirmed this behavior of hers, repeated behavior of hers, 
And also prior to that, I remember we went in a on a trip to Chicago years ago. This was like right before the pandemic, like legit right before. Yeah, right before it hit, right before. And like when I had locks and everything, right before my cousin Joanna passed. So this is like a couple of months before. And um, we went to Chicago. Uh, and apparently she has like connections. She has family in Chicago as well. So she is like we all put money down to an Air- Airbnb in Chicago. Um, but she was never at the house. <laughs> she never, she never stayed at the house that we put money in, that we all paid for, including her. She never stayed. I don't think she ever stepped foot in that house because she was so, she was moving and grooving everywhere, going about every little thing, and like she never showed up at the house. So you paid for nothing basically, and also she just was doing the same thing. Really, she was all about the other people at the trip or like <sighs> child I don't know I hope I'm explaining this well and I also feel like you know I, th- I think sometimes with being a highly sensitive person there's this <sighs> there's this perception that oh you're 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 overthinking right you're being dramatic or it's not that deep <sighs> And I just find that to be so dismissive because, yes, I do understand how sometimes you can make a mountain out of a molehill, right? You can make something bigger than it actually is, but I also feel like, but it is though, right? Like, it, it the fuck is. Like, you have treated me differently, like, right? Like, you're not treating me as equally as you are the other groups of girls, you know? it is different like I'm not making this up I'm not gaslighting myself here it's not a lie it's not something that I just created in my mind I'm living it out in reality no you are acting different <laughs> like that's it that's it like just just admit that and I uh, I don't know so yeah so me being highly sensitive is just it's just who I am. Like I'm just just like how you're you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic. Like that's just who you are. And I think this this trait of mine, I have to not look at it as a negative and just realize like my boundaries and what I can handle, what I can't handle. And I also have to recognize that look, this is just how this friend is. Like and it's I guess it's fucked up, right? You know, and maybe, because, okay, you may think, oh, well, have a conversation with her. I also, I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to keep on saying the same thing. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to, like, we've already had this conversation. Yes, it was years ago at this point um, about this very same thing, but I'm not going to keep on repeating myself because what I'm realizing that this is just you, you you just don't care to make sure your friends, all of your friends feel good in their interaction and in their dynamic with you at any setting. Like that's just who you are. That has nothing to do with me. And that's what I'm now realizing that I can't, even though yes, I'm an HSP, I can't personalize every interaction and every dynamic in any setting with a friend 
because it's not something that I did wrong, right? I'm not deserving of a friend acting funny style towards me. I'm not deserving of feeling I don't belong. No, that has nothing to do with me. Instead, it has everything to do with you and how poorly you recognize the emotional intelligence that's needed in your friendships. You know, so I have to do one of two things or one of three things, which is what I went on. I went on a brief walk this morning, even though I was supposed to go to this Thanksgiving parade. But apparently the parades here in Houston don't last as long as a parade normally does last. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, there was this Thanksgiving parade that I saw on my Instagram. I'm like, oh, well, since I live in downtown, I could just easily just, like, step outside and, boom, a parade. But I, I stepped outside an hour after it was scheduled to start just, just to find out that it just ended. Like, it's, it's over. The parade's done. So I don't know if they ended early or it was just literally scheduled for an hour. But that's just that's crazy to me. Anyway, so it ended up just being a walk instead of me watching the parade. And during that walk, I was, of course, reflecting, talking to myself, really. And I just realized, like, look, if I want to continue, which, I, look, I'm going to continue, I'll continue the friendship with her. It's fine. But as, I mean, it's not fine. That's not fine, right? It's not fine. Like, it's not fine to feel like I have to, I have to, like, toughen up whenever I'm around this friend and her other friends are with us, like, that's not that's not fine it's not I'm telling myself it's not fine but what I'm saying is in future moments when I will be with that friend and some of her friends are with us I either could do one of three things I could go alone like I usually do whenever I'm invited out I just go with myself and I purposely I say with myself for a reason but I could just go with myself and I'll have the understanding embedded in my mind that this friend is going to act funny style and to just not feed into that and instead of me yearning for her to act the way I would like for her to act towards me in our friendship I could just feed into the energy from the other people in our outing. You know, I could get to know the other friends there. I could, you know, just create a nice engagement and bond with them in that moment. So that's one. Two, I could bring a friend along, which I need to like, you know, maybe just incorporate that more into my daily routine a little bit more. I don't go out like that, but when I do, maybe sometimes I can ask one of my friends, because I do, I do have, I have to remind myself, I do have friends, I do have people in my life who care about me and love me. Um, I could invite one of my friends out and say, hey, you know, are you interested in this art show, right? This art activity that I'm interested in going to, would you want to come with? Or, you know, you want to come with me to my other friend's outing, you know, so I could bring someone with me or there was a third option what was the other thing I said by myself with a friend or not go I think that was it I I guess I can't remember the thing maybe that was it but yeah I could just not go or I could just not go (laughs) and it does not attend (laughs) that's what can happen but um yeah look 
I guess it's, I don't know, it's just weird. The way I just operate, though, like, I remember for my birthday, I had a couple of friends out. It was, like, 12 of us. And, yeah, 12 of my friends. Yeah. No, anyway, 12 of my friends I invited out, and they all came, showed up for me, and I really appreciate that. And some of these friends don't know each other or maybe met each other briefly, but they don't have, they all don't have their individual relationship with each other. Some of them don't. And I remember being excited or just like checking in with every single person. Like I would like have girly moments with this friend while I would have a quick chat with the other friend or I would have a joke with this other friend. And I would make sure that I'm engaged with every single friend that I invited. And that's just the type of friend that I am. Like, I want to make sure how I am, how I would like to be treated as a friend, I am giving that to my friend as well. So just as much as I would like to be seen and supported and loved and cared for and just seen right just fucking see me dog like don't shift your your eye contact don't avert your eyes from me see me speak to me recognize me recognize my presence welcome me in I want to make sure I give that same energy to my friends and it's just you would think that is just common knowledge that everyone will just know how to do that. But I don't know. I guess everyone doesn't know how to do that. Or, you know, I could go down the spiral and think, well, this friend is just conniving and she's manipulative and she's like, just think all these nasty thoughts about her. And hey, you know, who knows? Right? Who, who knows what's going on in someone else's mind? But I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I also just feel like, look, some people are just who they are and yes is not okay but i can't one thing that i've accepted along the along the recent years of my life is that i can't control people i can't no matter how much i may want to no matter how much i may want to control your actions i can't I can only control myself. I can only control my thoughts, my actions, the way I go about things, my reactions. I can only control that. That's all I have. All I have. So what I can do in those situations with that friend and this situation I just described is simply not hang out with her. (laughs) I mean, that's an option, you know, in some cases at least. But like I could go about it with a different mindset and think about as okay look she's gonna act funny style just put your pour your attention into your other friends who's coming along at that trip you know or you know that outing or whatever or you know come with a friend and I just also don't like to depend and that's why I don't like to ask for you know if someone's interested in coming along with me because I feel like I'm depending on you to come with me and if you don't come with me then I I just I don't know I mean I'm thinking too much about that part but yeah I just didn't like that shit so there was that so at that point during the trip I wasn't feeling how I'm feeling now about like oh wait I don't have to personalize it oh wait I don't 
have to feel like I, I I was deserving of her acting funny style toward like no that has everything to do with her and nothing to do with me so yeah during the trip I was definitely feeling emotional and it just was weird like some moments I was just feeling like so so just like in my head about things and feeling just like what the fuck am I here for all these things and I was doing my best to just have a good time. And I did have a good time as much as I could. But I guess I was thinking so much about why she was acting weird. Like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. People are just funny. That's why I don't like fucking people, dog. Anyway, let's talk about Tia Mori. Let's talk about Tia Mori and how feminism ruined her marriage. So... <laughs> And another thing. No, so Tia Mori has filed for divorce against her husband or soon-to-be ex-husband, Corey Hardrick, who's also an actor, black man actor. She's the twin who's married to, or was married to a black man, while Tamara's married married to a white man. Just to, like, signify. Because some people don't really know the difference. But anyway, um, so she filed for divorce against him a couple of months ago a couple of weeks ago and lately she's been on this like press run of explaining how she came to this point in her life and at this marriage and she was saying how um she's looking at the end of their marriage as her just graduating and evolving from from what like from what the marriage is like she just okay just like she literally used the word graduate like I graduated from this marriage and you know I'm evolving and he's just not a part of that evolution anymore and um (laughs) she just said her reason is she has evolved and was ready to move on from her marriage (laughs) y'all I just can't I can't make it up I can't make it up I guess it was the wording to me because it just sounded very like, girl, what? (laughs) She was evolving and she moved on from her marriage. (laughs) Look, you know how I feel about like divorce and marriage and all these, like pursuing happiness. I, look, I'm for it. Fine. I guess it just sounded so what like what happened though like I think her making it sound so woo woo like I just evolved I graduated I just, girl what are you talking about what happened did he cheat or like you know like what did he do something that was totally out of lines and you couldn't take it anymore you know did you get tired of like playing this particular role and you realize you didn't want to play it anymore like what is it like really give us the details you know obviously she doesn't she's not entitled to but her saying all that just made me feel like, okay, what the fuck are you talking about? Because um, I remember Solange, when she was married to her second husband, whom, mind you, when they got together, they looked like a perfect match. And, and granted, we don't know the details and the intricacies of their relationship, but they look like a really good match. So when she came out and said, oh, I just... In my next chapter of life, I'm ready to dive into a newer version of me. And I'm just saying, I'm paraphrasing everything, but basically she spoke in those terms. And I'm speaking of Solange again. So when Solange said that, I was like, girl, what? And she just like ended the marriage. Like it was just, it was just that. <laughs> and there was just nothing else to be said about it. There was no specifics. It was just very vague, very woo-woo, very new agey. And I'm just thinking, like, what are we talking about? 
And I think ultimately, you know, the reason that she's given is not specific enough. And it's making me wonder, is she making the right decision? You know, is she getting caught up in the fame that she's receiving more of lately, especially now that she's doing a lot of TikToks or much I'm not on TikTok, but like I'm seeing her videos transfer into Instagram and you know, retweeted and you see her dancing in videos, you know, doing the TikTok thing. And I'm wondering if she is just getting ahead of herself or getting in the way of herself, I should say, when it comes to this decision, you know, has she really thought it through? Because I don't know, like... (sighs) It's, I think it's a funny line to be in, you know, when you are ready to move on for something, sure, I do support you moving on. If, if your marriage didn't disturb you anymore, sure. But, like, what's the reason, though? Because if it's not, if you just, if, you, if you're just, like, on your feminist high horse and you're saying, oh, I am too good of a woman. I don't know. Like, if you're just getting so, so verklempt in this feminist movement It really is the downfall of marriages, of the traditional family, of the home, of your role as a woman, of your identity, all the, like, it's really, feminism is to blame. And I just think, ultimately, T.M. Mori comes off very much of that movement, very much of, I'm a woman, hear me roar, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to be empowered as a woman and like sometimes with feminism it's very selfish and I just wonder did she not care enough to fight for the marriage or to you know remind herself of the love that they have or did they grow up like it'll be one thing she just came out and said look we grew apart like we've been living separately for a couple of months now and I realized that I don't love him anymore like that would have been better for me to accept right for me for me you gotta do it you gotta do it for me to explain it to me no but that would have been better for me to accept because it would have sounded Okay, like, okay, I get that, right? If you fall out of love with somebody and you've exhausted your options in reliving or recreating that love and it just hasn't worked out, sure, not even sure, I support you deciding to file for divorce. That's that's totally fine. But the decision that she's given, it just sounds very like, what the fuck are you talking about? I evolved and... I'm ready to move on from my marriage. Huh? Like, it's not, it's not high school. It's not college. Like, what are you talking, like, what are you, no, like, what are you talking about, though? Like, what are you talking about? So, I don't know. I I think she's, I think she's falling victim to the feminism, um, just ideology. And I don't know if this will be something that she will still stand by um in the coming months so we'll see we'll see how it goes okay let's talk about this black woman who i came across on my timeline it's actually a tragic story um and i'm not gonna like let's just talk about it so mind you apparently the case this situation took place in 2019 and it's a woman a young mother probably in her early 20s and I believe she's Haitian as well because I saw it on a Haitian blog, a Haitian bloggers page. 
anyway, so this young mother and her daughter, who's like three years old, four years old, she decided to walk her daughter and herself to the train tracks while the train was running and purposely killed herself and her child. Um, ugh, and just saying that out loud is just so disturbing. But she decided to do that. And it was a clear, clear case of... Ooh, it was a clear case of deciding to commit suicide. Like, it wasn't no suspicious activity or, you know, something strange happened. No. Um, from what I've gathered in the news is she was experiencing a lot of financial turmoil. She was the sole provider for her child and herself. And she had an open court case in regards to all unpaid bills that she had to um, explain herself for in, in the court of law. Like it got that bad that she had to go to court to explain why or create a plan as to how she can pay all of her unpaid bills. And soon after that court case or that court hearing, she decided to take her life as well as her child's life at the same time. And I think about just money in general, right? And how not having it could really do something to your mental health. Like not having the money that you just need to survive, to get by, it really makes you feel like when what the fuck is the point right like it does make you feel suicidal and I think it has a lot to do with the the worth that we attach to money which is horrible and I think sometimes when we get so caught up with like how much we getting paid or how much you got paid or how much was that or how much was this we we attach our self-worth to that you know like your worth isn't aligned with your salary your worth isn't aligned with your income but unfortunately the way that society paints it out and the way that our surroundings paint it out it seems as if our worth is attached to it yet what I do want to talk about though is this past I would say is given to this mother for deciding to take her life and her child's life. It seems like from the comments that I've been reading, people are not only under, it's one thing to understand, right? Or to understand feeling so overwhelmed with the stressors of life that you feel so tied up and your thoughts become not of your own, but of the devils and making you think that suicide is the best option. Cause I really think that's, that's the work of the devil. That's not of God. That's not of your own self is the work of the devil. So I'm standing with that. But so I understand how 
one could allow themselves to think that far. But what I've been noticing in the comments is this not just understanding, but this excuse this past this like well okay (laughs) hey i blame the court system and i and look the court system isn't great and society like there's so many external factors that you can name as faults but ultimately what i think is fucked up is you deciding to make that decision for your child you know and you thinking that was the best decision for your child it's one thing to kill yourself and the selfishness that 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 is, right? It is selfish to do that. But it's another thing to make that decision for someone else. Regardless of that, if that someone else is your offspring and you feel like, well, I'm their caregiver, I'm their mother, I have the right to do whatever I want to that child because I am the child's mother, it's not right. It's not okay. So as much as I may, as much as I may sympathize with the fight and the battle and the frustration with life that one feels because of you know financial instability, I don't honor and respect the decision that she made on behalf of her child. Like it's already one thing to kill your own self, but you got to kill me too. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, I remember coming across this other case in which you have this this power couple who were married to each other. And the wife, she, she I guess she found out that, I don't know. The, no, both of them were deciding to divorce each other. They came to, they were actually amicable during the end of their marriage. And they were on one accord, like, okay, look, here, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to divide our assets accordingly. And when I say power couple, they had assets together. They were pretty successful together. They had businesses together. And their marriage just wasn't working out anymore. So they both, both of them, it wasn't like he cheated. And there was no reports that he cheated, you know, nothing that showed violation to each other. They both came to the decision to end the marriage amicably. And one day, the wife just spazzed out and not only killed him, but killed herself right after. And that was that, right? Like, she deadass just decided to make that decision. And I don't know what led for her to do that. I don't know if she found out something that was so damaging for her to recover from that she just decided to go ahead and make that decision I don't know if like I don't know I don't know but in my mind I'm thinking like why did you like why like why do you think that's okay you know like what gives you the gall to make that decision for someone else like if you want to end your life that's already one thing but that's your choice right you do that to yourself and you know it's fucked up right you're not a silo here you have so many relations and connections to other people imagine how they would feel with your decision to end your life so not only are you doing that but you're also taking that decision away from that person whom you killed 
So what bothered me about this case was this young girl, her life just taken away because her mother decided to do that because her mother couldn't take the the frustration the frustrations and the woes of the world anymore and decided to go about killing her child i just oh lord i don't know it's it's a lot and i wrote down here that there's this archetype of black women who would relentlessly and shamelessly defend black women and not hold them accountable. So what I was seeing to be the trend, not not the, the theme of the comments for this mother and daughter case here is that, oh, she's a black woman, don't fault her for anything. She can do no wrong, let her be. You have to understand how it feels to be a black woman, it's tough, it's tough. And it's like, no no excuse in the world no external factor in the world no internal factor in the world could excuse her killing her child like that's like there's no i i can't even like what are we talking about oh just cuz she's a black woman it's okay oh she's a black woman I, I get i get it it's hard being a black woman go ahead and shoot yourself and your and your black daughter Go ahead and end the life. Child, the way that we just have, like the way that we have this mindset about murder, about death, about killing someone is very laissez-faire, is very just dismissive. Like how can we be so dismissive over a mother killing her child while killing herself just because the mother's a black woman and you gotta understand it's hard being a black woman in this day and age if you don't get the fuck out of my face if you don't get the fuck out of my face anyway rest in peace to both of them it's just and that couple i just talked about in relation to them not direct relation but like similar case in that sense but child i don't know Elizabeth Holmes has been sentenced to 11 years in prison. Shout out to the justice system. Okay, but I think she's autistic. (laughs) And I don't think she knows what's happening. Um, You know, you have some people who are just like, they can never see faults of their own. And... They can never, like, be genuinely sorry. And I think because of Holmes' autism, this explains her her lack of remorse, you know, or even, like, the structured apology that she gave towards the end of her reign. I didn't see or feel any authenticity from it and I feel like that has a lot to do with her autism so her being sentenced to 11 years like I don't even know if it'll click in her mind like I don't I, like, I don't know if she gets it she actually has been getting pregnant for the past few years and I believe with every pregnancy 
it delays the sentence and it delays her beginning her sentence in prison. So she gave birth to her first child and she's currently pregnant with her second child. And um, to my understanding that she, because she's already been sentenced to 11 years in prison, she will begin her sentence and she will have her child while incarcerated. So it's not like they're going to wait until she gives birth to the second one and then, okay, you can start your, you can start your sentence after this point. No. So maybe you'll hit her at that point. But I mean, look, I'm glad that she got her sentence. I think after watching, what was that show called on Hulu of her? But it, was, it was really, it was so well done. Very, uh, it was semi-disturbing too. Like just seeing how she was, just like mentally, it was just such a disconnect that I find to be actually concerning. And again, it could just very well be her autism, but like, God dang, I don't know. I don't know. So, and honestly, I think my, I think someone, let me just say this. I think I know someone in close relation who may be autistic or Asperger's, okay? And maybe that explains her lack of emotional intelligence, you know, or her lack of, yeah, her lack of understanding of how different she treats me in comparison to her other friends. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I had like the only, only thing that could explain, the only thing that could explain this is her being autistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing, or her her being Aspergerish, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and maybe I will have a conversation with her about it, but maybe not. Again, I just feel like, you know, at some point, either you know what you're doing or you don't care, right? Like, or no, either you know what you're doing or you don't, or you don't care. <laughs> Right. Like you may know what you're doing. You you may know how you're treating me and you don't care or you may not be aware of it at all. So it's either those options. I don't know where she lies in it. I don't know which one it is, but I feel like because this is historic in our friendship that Honestly, it could be either or. Like it could it could go either way. It could either be she doesn't care how differently she treats me in comparison to her other friends where we're in a larger group circle or she isn't aware. And I think if it is the you know, I think if it is the latter then she may be Asperger's. You know, she may be Asperger's. So I just feel like, I just feel like ultimately, you know, <laughs> I don't know, she may have some mental health issues going on. I don't know. So, <sighs> I don't go to sleep. So, you know, I just think, it's just so weird sometimes. I think sometimes, you know, I say, I've said this before, 
And I'll say it again. I think mental health issues are more prevalent than we realize. I think there are people in close relations who may suffer from mental health issues more than we've ever, like that's undiagnosed, right? Like they never, um, they never had the opportunity to have been intervened with said undiagnosis, right? Like, so I think, unfortunately, I mean, you know, maybe it's unfortunate, I don't know, but like, I don't know. There are some people who are artistic. There are some people who are Aspergerish. Uh, and I mean Aspergers, I just say Aspergerish because like tendencies. You may have some Aspergerish tendencies. Like, let's look at let's look into that real quick. Hold on. I remember 2018 I was on it was like my yeah, my first couple of months here in Houston. You know, as a newly Houstonian, and I was on, um, I was on these dating apps. <laughs> so I matched with a couple of niggas, of course. You know, of course. Anyway, one of the guys I matched with, we went on a date, and I swear to God, this nigga had Asperger's. I swear to God. Um, based off of, and I'm basing it off of students that I've taught previously, <laughs> like years ago. And of course, being a teacher, you're aware of different accommodations that said student needs. And you're aware of the conditions that they may have. So I've come across many students who are ADHD, you know, many students who have autism, many students who have Asperger's. And from what I remember of how that student with Asperger's behaved is the same way that this nigga I went on a date with behaved. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I remember he told me how what did he say? He told me how um, he is a vet, a veteran. So he was in the war or, you know, whatever the fuck he was doing. But he he's a veteran. And that also made me feel like, okay, this nigga's probably crazy. Like, it was, it was a lot of red flags, the things that I want to be comfortable with. Like, I feel like some people, I don't care how nice you appear, or how like how kind you may you may be if you tell me some things about your yourself and your history oh oh yeah never mind like not not ever will you see me alone with you at night on your bed like it's not ever going to be something like, like, I just can't, I just can't do that. You know, so him telling me that he was in the war and like, that was only it. That was the only thing that was, that made it enough for me. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, we're never sleeping together. <laughs> Why, Maxine? Because I know how good my pussy is. No, I mean, no, but the point is, I'm serious. Like, I, I know that, like, some guys, they go crazy, right? Like, they, they, they get so just crazy. Let me just say that. Just fucking crazy. And, you know, if my analysis is, is accurate, Right, him being Asperger's, you know, him having trauma from the military, and you had some of this pussy. Like I, I probably would have been dead, you know, after you know, maybe me not picking up his phone call at a timely manner. Like he probably would have reacted and had a flashback to being in Afghanistan and taking out his gun. Child, I'm only being, I'm being dead ass. I'm not being dramatic right now. No, I'm just being, like, you have to be mindful of some things like that. Some people are just like, yeah, I'm not going to go down that road with you. So I'm trying to find, okay, the exact cause of Asperger's is poorly understood. So no one really knows how it started. It could be underlying genetics, you know, shit like that. I mean, hold on, let me see. Symptoms. Yeah, okay. So symptoms of Asperger's, Okay. Repetitive motor patterns, difficulty in assessing others. Okay, that's what it, what it is, what I'm thinking about. Difficulty in assessing others' feelings and reading other people. Exaggerated facial expressions and gesture usage. Aggressive behavior, poor muscle coordination, depressive mood, having problems understanding humor, inability to perceive gestures. Lack of social awareness, being sensitive to noise, touch, or odor, or taste. Now, okay, I don't think she has all these things, but... Okay, let's look at autism. Autism. But no, I remember I talked about it with y'all, about that guy. What I call him? Child, I don't remember. And he used to... Let me not talk about it anymore. But um, anyway, I remember talking about it around that time. So if you're an OG listener, you know which episode and you remember <laughs> my recollection of that date. And it was two dates I went on with that guy. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm not. I got to go. I got to go. Bye. Um, okay. Autism. Some signs of or characteristics of autism. What the fudge? This is giving me baby stuff. Mm, hold on. Oh, right. Because, you know, autism is a spectrum. Okay. So, at the very least, she may be autistic. But, okay. It says social communication challenges, restricted repetitive behaviors, uh, what else? Uh, what is it? Spoken gestures, eye contact, facial expressions. Child, I don't know. Basically, social chat, being awkward, not being able to read the room, not being able to really, um, being socially aware, right? So, like, if you're treating one friend differently than the other friend and you do it repetitively, either you are being aware of that and you're just being a fucking dick, right? Or you're not and you're not aware of it 
and it's hard for you to understand. Like, maybe it's a little autistic. It's hard for you to understand, so you just go about doing what you've been doing, but you're not aware how your actions may be hurtful. Anyway, you know, I'm quick to to diagnose people. (laughs) All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. (sighs) Real quick before I go, I think Thanksgiving and any holiday since 2020 is just going to be difficult for me, maybe just moving forward. Since the loss of my cousin, Joanna, whom I was very close I I just I don't know I just have a hard time with holidays now um, since 2020 since she passed and no she didn't die because of COVID it's not one of those it's just some underlying stuff that she had that just got the best of her and I do want to blame COVID though because I feel like there's this at that time of course it was during the height of covid and of course people were all feeling verklempt to say the least feeling overwhelmed and panicked understandably so but i remember from what her sister my cousin told me that night when she passed when the ambulance picked her up they barely touched her. They were so afraid of catching whatever she got because they immediately assumed that she had COVID. And because of that fear and that negligence, I believe, I think that really caused her death. I think maybe she could have been saved or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it was her time. But I just feel like because of the hysteria that COVID brought, especially during that time, I think that expedited her death. So anyway, she Joanna was she was the house you went to during every holiday, <laughs> every Sunday after church or just any time. Like you always hung out at her house. And um she's not here. You know, she's not here anymore. And it sucks. Like, I know it's been two years and I don't want to wallow or like, I also just feel like I hate even feeling that way too because I think about like, so what? Like, so what has been two years or 10 years or five years? Like, a loved one is gone. Like, you can never, like, she can never come back. You know, at least not in the form of what she was anymore, you know, at the very least. But, like, she's fucking gone. So if you're still sad about that, that's totally normal and it's totally fine. I just, you know, there's some people I can't really talk to about this with because the way some people deal with grief is they just don't deal with it. They just don't ever, it's like that person never existed. They don't talk about that person anymore. And I just find that insulting because she did right like she very much did she wasn't a distant relative in my life no we were very close she was a kindred spirit to me we connected on so many levels and you know it's just very hard I just 
I think about her often and sometimes I feel like she speaks to me or lets me know that it's everything's gonna be okay in different pockets of 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 moments. So like different songs that we would yell our our hearts to. I know, oh, that's Joanna. Joanna's just talking to me right now. Joanna's Joanna's telling me it's all good. Calm down. Like, I already know what she's saying in those moments whenever I'm reminded of her, just like very coincidentally. It'll be certain songs that'll, that'll play or certain hymns, not hymns, but like certain um, melodies that will play in my mind and I'm reminded, that's Joanna. Joanna's talking to me right now. Or certain memories that'll just flush into my memory, into my mind, and I'll remember her. You know, I always remember her, of course, but like, it was like, it'll be in like particular moments in which I guess I need her support, or I'm realizing that, oh my gosh, I, I wish she was here, I wish she was here, and then boom, she, she comes in a particular way that I just know is her. So that brings me peace, that brings me, that brings me joy for sure, but you know, it's still hard, you know, it's hard. So I think about, cause literally every holiday we always, ever since, ever since I was younger, you know, ever since we were all younger, every holiday was with her. Every, we always went to her house. She was the matriarch of the cousins and it's just been hard. Like every holiday I just try to like, oh, okay, I just, I'm good. And it's even hard for me to go home. like. I haven't been desiring to go back home as often as I did prior to her passing. Like the last time I was home was last Christmas. And prior to that, like prior to her death, I will be home pretty often. Like I remember going home even on long weekends. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm like long weekend. No, I'm staying my ass in here in Houston. Like what do you mean I'm gonna go home? And I just spent like $600 on a flight just to be there for three days, two nights, you know, three days, two nights, <sighs> you know, but ever since her passing, I just, I don't want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to go to a place that's no longer with her there, a place that she was there all the time. Like, I don't want to go back. And I, I'm trying to get out of that mindset because I think it's messed up for me to think that way because, um, you know, I have other members of my family, right? Like, I have surviving members of my family who, who love and care for me and want to see me and will ask me, oh, when are you coming home? You know, when am I going to see you? Like, you know, so I try to think about it like that, but I just, I just miss her so much. And so it's just hard knowing that, oh, crap, I'm going home and she's not there. So, yeah, and that's, you know, I just, her being my kitchen spirit, she was, like, the only person who really understood me, I felt like, or we just connected on a different level, yo. Like, I feel like I only have, like, a pocket full of people who gets me, you know? So having lost her is just... This is unbelievable. Still, still. So yes, I do hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I did my best to have a good one, and I, 
I did a good job. I didn't wallow in low vibrational feelings. I busied myself. And I think with me, I need to do that. Like, there's a verse in the Bible. I think it's a verse in the Bible, but I've heard it a lot in church. Basically, like, idle time is the devil's playground. Idle time is the devil's playground. You know, and what that means is whenever you're bored... <laughs> don't be basically like don't be bored find something to busy yourself with you know whether that's a new hobby a new show to get get into a binge watch you know a podcast to listen to even with podcasting like I'm doing something at the same time like you know start cooking you know work out take a walk in the park but don't let yourself wallow in idle time because what happens in idle time typically are, it, you know, you have thoughts that come in that are not of your own. You have thoughts that come in that are not of your own, that are really the devil's, you know, the devil's thoughts or the devil's, you know, um, desires for you, right? It's ultimately to kill and destroy, to steal the joy, to steal the happiness, to steal the peace from your life to kill any opportunities for that because now your thoughts are are low vibrational now your thoughts are just depressing it's ultimately kill you also ultimately to make you feel like life is not worth living so idle time is really the devil's playground so i encourage everyone to find something to do find something to do like don't be don't you know, don't just let yourself be bored. Find some joy that you can curate consistently in your life. And, you know, I just, I know some days are hard, you know, especially if you're, if you're still grieving the loss. And I don't want to say still grieving. You, I think you always grieve, right? You always miss whomever you lost. Um, but, you know, some days are just more difficult than others, so in those days, busy yourself a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I had a good Thanksgiving. I, I had a good Thanksgiving, you know. I, I cooked for myself, watched TV. <sighs> My uncle invited me to uh, his son's so or my cousin's uh, like Thanksgiving dinner. And cool, thank you for the invite, but like that cousin, that cousin of mine didn't invite me, <laughs> so no, I'm not gonna just show up at his house on some. Hey, uncle invited me, and maybe I'm thinking too deeply into it, but I just feel like, man, fuck that side of my family. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, I just, <laughs> I'm dead. At Some people, I just like, I just don't want to fuck with you. I just like, mm, okay, thank you. Thank you and goodbye. Like, chill. It's just some people are just fucking weird. Maybe he's autistic too, dog. Maybe he's, maybe everyone's autistic. Maybe everyone who's just fucking weird towards me, you're autistic. Maybe you got some level of Asperger's. Maybe you're on the spectrum. You're, something's off. Because my God today, every... <laughs> 
What I look like showing up at your house and you didn't extend the invite to me directly? The f- I don't care who you are to me, especially if you're, yes, your blood family, but like, I don't know you like that. You don't know me like that. Or like, you do know me, but you don't. He's a type of, fa- Ugh, I'm so annoyed with this side of my family because it's just, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, sometimes I just feel like, how are we relate? I know because my dad is the is the connection here, but like, how are we related? So someone I'd be like, you know, yes, I do have family here in Houston, but do I? Because <laughs> the family I have here don't act like we're family. Like, you know, they don't they don't act like we're family. I don't ever hear from them. I don't ever. I don't ever hear from them. I don't ever fucking hear from them. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so one-sided. And then when I sat back with myself, I'm like, oh, I'm realizing it's one-sided. Oh, I guess I need to pull back. And I hate the excuse that people give. Oh, well, did you reach out? Remember, you're the kid here. Or No, I'm, I'm 31. I'm not the fucking kid. Right? Like, it... At some point in our adult as relationships, there needs to be there need to be some reciprocity, right? Like, oh, you're the younger sibling here, you're you're the daughter here. You have to make the first. I, I'm always making the first move. I'm always making the first move, dog. Like, excuse me. I'm always making the first move. I'm always the one reaching out first, saying hello, saying happy Thanksgiving, saying something. Until I realized, wait, I have never heard from you. <laughs> I remember one time I texted that cousin. I was like, um, it was when my father was in the hospital and thank God he's out now. But I texted him, letting him know that. And he's like, he said, who's this, y'all? He said, <laughs> I gotta go, let's end this episode. He said, who is this? And I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and just delete everybody from my contact list. But that's the point that I made. Like, is it autism? Is it autism? Because what the fuck? I just, I still think from the mindset of, I moved here to your city in 2018. I've been living here ever since. And you've barely showed any interest of my life. You know, you've barely showed any care to to see how I'm doing, acclimating into your city. This is your city I moved into. Wouldn't you give a fuck about, hey, Maxine, how's it going? And I hate the excuse that people will give, like, oh, well, you know, he has children, he's a husband. You know, he has a job, he has a career. Like, he, no. Nigga is not running a Fortune 500 company. He's working a regular nine-to-five like everybody else, right? He has a wife whom he shares responsibilities with, so it's not like he's doing shit on his own. You know how to manage your relationships. Or if you don't, then you have autism. If you don't, then you have fucking autism, okay? But this whole idea of, oh, he, he has a lot going on. You should still reach out to him. Or, come on, you're the younger, you're, <clears throat> you're the younger relative here. You should reach out to him. No! Relationships are a two-way street, and this goes for any relationship, familial included. 
Yeah, I'm about to no. I need to. I need to wrap it up, y'all. I'm, I'm getting hot. Shit, it's fucking autism for me. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I appreciate every listen. I hope you all enjoyed the holiday, Thanksgiving, however you want to call it, Indigenous Day, Black Friday, whatever. Um, I hope you had a good time with whomever you shared it with. If you shared it with yourself, that's even great. That's just that's still great. Okay, don't feel bad about that. Like it's okay. Just it's just a day, right? It's just a fucking day. As I cut myself, it's just a fucking day. <laughs> All right, you guys, goodbye and good night. Have a good one. And I will speak with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.